You're listening to the B-School Podcast. I'm your host, Taylor Elise Morrison, embodiment coach and founder of Inner Workout. Consider B-School your invitation to becoming a student of yourself. So come on, let's get studying. Welcome back to another episode of B-School. Before we dive in, let me ask you, have you rated and reviewed the podcast? If not, please do that. It helps grow the show. And if you have done that already, thank you, thank you, thank you. And something that you could do is screenshot the show, share it on your stories, send a link to the show to a friend who would enjoy it. The more people who know about it, the more we can grow and do fun things with the podcast. It also helps me get really cool guests for you. So let's talk about the five people that you need in your life. And I know a lot of times I share my perspective as someone who is growing a business and who owns businesses, but this is really applicable whether you're like, I am going to be in the C-suite at a Fortune 100 or you're creating your own path as a business owner or an artist or something else, they're just types of people that you should have in your life, point blank, period. I'm going to dive into the people who I think are really important to have in your life, and you can go ahead and process who you have, who you don't have. The way that I came up with this is just really thinking, like, as I look at my own development, my own career, my own well-being, who are the types of people that I've had to make sure that I surround myself with? So the first person is the person who's been there. And this can mean kind of different things, but in general, it's someone who's been where you're trying to go. They've got the industry knowledge that can just help you avoid mistakes because how many times do we say like you don't know what you don't know? And so when you have the person who's been there already, that can be in an organization who's like, you know what, I tried to do a similar initiative and this is where we got stuck. And then you're able to tailor your presentation to really hone in on that pain point. Or it can be someone who's navigated an industry and can just say, yeah, maybe this isn't the way that you approached it. Or someone who's grown a business and said, like, I threw all of my money into Facebook ads and I did it too soon and I didn't get a good return on investment. They've got those insights and it's helpful. When I think about right now, looking back in my career, like having people in Allstate especially who had navigated and who had changed departments and had built these really beautiful careers for themselves was inspirational to me when at that point, if I was thinking about staying in Allstate, I I saw that there were possibilities. Something to note about this person who's been there is that sometimes they might be a little bit stuck in the past. So it's great because they've been there, they know how things work, but sometimes they know how things worked past tense. And so you really have to be able to be like, okay, are they saying this and this is helpful or is this legitimate essentially? Is this just what they've experienced in their limited experience or is this something that will go ahead and maybe potentially be a problem long-term? So just think about that. Know that they've got a lot to share. They can help you avoid a lot of mistakes, but they might also just be like, this is how it's been done. I picture that person being like, this is how it's always been done. Sometimes the person who's been there can be that person. A good place to find these people is at industry 
networking events, if you know that you are trying to break into the biotech industry, you're trying to create medical devices, going to events that are really targeted to topics that those people care about is a great way to meet someone who's been there before, who's experienced things. Sometimes just even doing strategic LinkedIn searches. Use your alumni network to see like, okay, for me, I went to Vanderbilt. So does someone from Vanderbilt work in this industry that I'm interested in? And I can play that card of like, we went to the same school. Look for points of connection. Look for people that you know that might know someone who's been there for you. Don't sleep on LinkedIn. We probably have to do an episode of about LinkedIn soon because I'm finding it to just be so useful. And for me, just in full disclosure, I feel like I'm looking for that person in the wellness industry right now. I've got people who have been there for building all sorts of companies, but no one who's done something quite like what I'm trying to do in wellness. And so I'm looking for that person who can be like, oh yeah, avoid that. Or like this event might not be the best return on investment for you until you get here. So this is also me putting it out there. If you know someone who has built a wellness company, done, built trainings for them, maybe has decided actually not to go the brick and mortar route, send them my way. I would love to talk to them because that's the type of person that I think I need in my life right now. Another person that you need in your life is the real talk person. I totally picture the hundred emoji during this. You need someone who will just shoot straight with you. They're going to tell you like it is. The good, the bad, and the ugly. And a caveat here is that they are going to do it constructively. There's a difference between someone who's going to give you real talk and give you feedback in a way that just makes you feel really, really crappy afterwards, and a person who cares about you deeply and is telling you because they care. There's a difference there. Know that distinction. Feedback is something that I am in the process of learning to love. It's hard for me. I really, really like to do things well. And if there's anything room for improvement, I feel like I failed. I feel like I should have anticipated that ahead of time. So I'm learning to embrace feedback to build it into all of the work that I do. And yeah, just to really appreciate that. So it can feel really good to have hype beasts like people who are like, oh, everything you do is awesome, Taylor. Everything is you do is awesome, whoever it is that's listening. Like, you can't do any wrong. And it feels really good. And you're like, oh my gosh, I am awesome. But that doesn't do you any good. That keeps you at the exact same level where you're at. It doesn't help you peer into any blind spots that you might have. It doesn't help you innovate. It just kind of keeps you in this place of safety to a certain extent. So yeah, not necessarily the best. And then another thing that... I will just say about this is the real talk person is generally someone that knows you, like really knows you. So a lot of times this is a partner. For me, Matt is definitely one of those real talk people. It can be a close friend. I've definitely got friends who like, if I need someone to tell me the honest, unfiltered truth, I go to them because I know they love me enough to be able to tell me the good, the bad, and the ugly. They're not going to sugarcoat it for me. But again, they're also not going to be mean about it. And then finally, 
it might also be a colleague you've known for a while. They might not know like what you look like without makeup in the morning or something like that, but they've seen you navigate different situations. You've been through some hard times before and they really can help you have that sense of feedback. So another thing to think about. The next person is the outside perspective person. This person is super, super important. They're either not in your industry, not in your department, or maybe not at your company, maybe all three, but it's this person who can show you the way that things are done elsewhere, who can see, oh, well, that actually makes me think of what we're doing here. And it can be a totally different application. So if I'm building a wellness company, but I'm talking to someone who's an engineer and they see how a process that they're using could actually translate or there's things that I can learn from, it gives me a competitive advantage and just gives me a new insight. And sometimes you just don't want to talk about your industry anymore. And it also just gives you a reminder that there are other things going on. There's life outside of wellness. There's life outside of consulting. There's life outside of writing. There's life outside of being a stylist or someone who is a caterer or florist or photographer. There's life outside of whatever it is that you do. And so this is important to have this person who can give you that outside perspective. They can show you how other companies do things. So if you are working in corporate, you might say, oh, this company has a really great onboarding program. What can we learn from that? Or in a business, maybe there's some things that you're doing manually that someone has automated and doesn't have to be this fancy software. They're just making a couple quick tweaks. You wouldn't know that if you weren't talking to people outside of your industry or outside of kind of your normal domain. I feel like I've been this person before. So in my part-time role that I just wrapped up, I was working in a company that was related to engineering services. And I just saw where there was a lot of room for us to make process improvements. In that company, the founder had worked at an engineering firm for about 10 years, and then he started his company, and he's been doing that for 12 years. And so he hasn't seen the way another company has run in over a decade. So there's a lot of things that he just did because it made sense when he started his company in 2007, 2008. But it doesn't make sense in 2020 anymore. And so for me to say, you know what? Actually, certain companies are using this software to do this. Or why is this in place? I get why this would have made sense when you were at this point, but now you're here and you have these other resources. Have you thought about that? So I've been that person being able to bring in the outside perspective, bring in some of the the benchmarking and just some of that cross-pollination across industries as well. So that's something that I actually like that role. I'm always thinking of how I can introduce people to new softwares, to new processes, to new ways of thinking, but I really definitely need that in my life as well. And yeah, it's just easy for us to take what we've seen, whether you've quote unquote like grown up in a certain company, you've been there for a while, or you've been there for most of your career, or you just get into a way of doing things as an entrepreneur. And we just forget that there are other ways to do things. So that outside perspective is constantly showing you that, hey, there's another way. You can often meet these people when you're in mixed networking events. So a broader conference or at a networking event that isn't industry specific. 
it's talking about something really broad. So it might be about like the future of Chicago that a lot of industries would care about, or it might be a small business event that is really broad on what small business is. And you might get a restaurant owner and you might get a photographer and you might get someone who owns a consulting company. So you want to make sure that you're seeking out some of those events so that you can continue to get these outside perspective people into your circle. The next one is the door opener. So the door opener is, I'll be honest, it's kind of a unicorn, but yeah, I can't tell you like how to catch them, how to see one, where to find them. Honestly, for me, these people kind of just have fallen into my lap. They're people who believe in me or who are excited about what I'm doing and they bring opportunities your way. They open doors for you. Sometimes you'll hear this as a sponsor. And I guess in my definition, it includes kind of a sponsor. So a sponsor is someone who will make things happen for you, who is really willing to put some skin in the game for you. A door opener is kind of like that. It's They see something and they might put some weight behind it. But sometimes a, a door opener is someone who just sees an opportunity and sends it your way or says, hey, I think you should meet this person. Or did you know that this thing was happening? Maybe you should apply for it. My goal is to be a door opener for as many people as possible. So mentally, I'm looking at opportunities for funding or to speak or whatever. And if I see something that's like, okay, this doesn't really make sense for me at all. But you know what? I think my friend who is a dating coach would be perfect for this. Or I see this funding opportunity that's only for people who work in food and beverage. Let me send this along to the food and beverage entrepreneurs that I know. I'm always trying to open doors or share opportunities so that people can open the doors themselves. And I've had some people really be door openers for me, whether it's passing along clients to me or sending speaking opportunities my way, or asking me to speak at things. I am the recipient of so many people who have chosen to open doors for me. And so I want to open doors, continue to open doors as much as I can. And I think it's really important for you to have those people in your life. And I think honestly, the best way for you to get door openers in your life is to be a door opener in your life. Like in order to receive it, you just start to embody it. And then it's this beautiful, virtuous cycle. Last one, the cheerleader. You need a cheerleader. I need a cheerleader for sure. I definitely need a cheerleader. This is the person that you go to when you need a pep talk. They're the person who's guaranteed to just give you a boost. And honestly, it's been hard for me to admit that this is something that I need. I like to be self-sufficient like this, like, I don't know, self-generating power source. And so it's been hard for me to say like, hey, I actually really need someone to just tell me that I'm doing a good job. Now I'm leaning into that, leaning into the asking for support in pep talks, and it feels really good. Often, again, this person is a partner, a close friend, or someone that you've known for a while who can speak life into you. Because for a pep talk, for the cheerleader to be effective, it's not just like, everything is great. You're generally great, but they can say, you know what? I know that you're going to be awesome at this because remember that time last quarter when you were struggling and then you approached it this way and you totally killed it. And I know that you can kill it again. That feels different than just broadly 
everything's going to be awesome. You're awesome. That's great. There's just, when someone knows and can point to things that they've seen you overcome, there's just a different level of encouragement there. So those are the five types of people that I think you should have in your life. And it might require some cultivating. Don't be discouraged if you listen and you're like, I don't have these people yet. It's just something that you can start to be aware of. I also want to say that sometimes one person can fill multiple roles. Like when I look at my partnership with Matt, he definitely fills multiple roles for me. He's been the cheerleader. He's been the real talk person. He's been the outside perspective. Sometimes with certain things, he's the person who's been there. Sometimes he's the door opener. So one person can fill a multitude of roles in your life. So it's not like you need to make sure I have these five specific people and only one person can be one thing ever. And if you want to try something, focus on where you can start to fill these roles in people's life. How can you show up as a cheerleader or a door opener? The outside perspective, the real talk, the person who's been there, how can you start to show up as those things in other people's lives? And then just like what I said with the door opener, you start to notice people stepping into those roles for you too. Something that I will say as a caveat is that you want to make sure that you're giving the role that people need. So always ask instead of just falling into what feels natural for you. So if you're naturally the real talk person, but what your friend really needs is the cheerleader, none of that real talk, though it may be really constructive, is actually going to be helpful to them. So when you're talking about a situation with a friend, a colleague, say, thank you so much for sharing. How can I best support you? Are you looking for advice? Do you want a pep talk? Or do you just want me to listen? We all kind of have ways to show up that feel a little bit more natural than others. So it's great to start to try and fill those roles, but also make sure that you're filling them at the appropriate time and showing up with what people actually need. I hope this was good. I hope this gives you some food for thought as you can start to think about who you have in your life, where you might need to fill in gaps, but also how you're showing up for other people and how you can best be there for your friends, your family, your partner, your colleagues, whoever. I am excited about this topic. I have some renewed energy to just keep showing up for people in my own life and trying to support them in in the best ways possible. And also just to be grateful for the people who have poured into me. On that note, I will say thank you so much for listening. You always know where to find me and I will be back in your earbuds later this week. Thanks to Andres Rodriguez for the intro and outro music. You can keep in touch with me on Instagram at Taylor Elise Morrison, Elise is E-L-Y-S-E, and check out the resources on my website at taylorelise.com.